0: Good morning. Uh, my name's Peter. And our readings from Proverbs today begin at Proverbs 19:17. Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward them for what they have done. Proverbs 28:27. Those who give to the poor will lack nothing but those who close their eyes to them receive many curses and the final one from proverbs 14:31 whoever oppresses the poor shows contempt for their maker but whoever is kind to the needy honors god
1: thanks Peter, so you can talk and move his mouth. <laughs> Good new mate. Thank you. We all love to be on the receiving end of kindness, and numerous times I have been inspired by, uh, by seeing and observing beautiful acts of kindness for those in need. Uh, 25 years ago, uh, I just stepped into a full-time music ministry, and on my first national tour we 're way out in the middle of uh, Queensland somewhere and um, most of the time I connected with local churches and, and did stuff that related to the, the events that they were doing and were always billeted by local families. And uh, one time we with this uh, couple, they had several children, obviously not their own, uh, because they had a tremendous ministry of foster care, which I know some of you do here as well. Amazing people. Um, some children just stay a, a night or two, others might stay many months. And when I uh, was with them, Uh, they'd they'd fostered, over the years, they'd fostered over 250 children. I just found that amazing, the the number of lives their their love had touched. One delightful little girl was called Bonnie, um, a young Aboriginal girl with gorgeous, big, bright smile. Um, She'd first stayed with them as a baby, and and then again for over 18 months as a, a preschooler. And they were actually hoping to adopt her. Now, I was so inspired by the warmth of their love. Their hearts were just so generous to others, including ourselves as we stayed with them. And um, I did something that I, I often did. I expressed all my thoughts and emotions through music. Uh, they'd made such sacrifices, not just financially, but in terms of their lifestyle as well, just for the well-being of these children. And um, while well, I wrote a piece of music, as I often do, uh, and it's called Bonnie. And I'm going to play it now. I don't often do this, uh, but perhaps as you listen, you might reflect on those acts of kindness that stand out in your memory. as we turn to the book of proverbs and consider how we might care for the poor that's our theme for the day as we continue our series in proverbs let's ask god to fill our hearts with compassion and move us to kindness let's pray dear father by your word this morning please inform our minds shape our hearts and direct the work of our hands in jesus name amen Well, before we look at wisdom from Proverbs about caring for the poor, we need to clarify exactly who the poor are, who we're talking about. In the time that Proverbs was written, poverty was so much more visible than today. Beggars were commonplace in the streets. Sickness and death at any age was just a reality of life. And there was no government assistance programs for the poor, disabled and disadvantaged Quite the opposite. The the poor and especially those sick with disease were were shunned and and marginalised and in some cases expelled from the community. Friends, we should never take for granted the incredible wealth and comfort that we have have here in Australia. But thank God and use what he's blessed us with for the well-being of others. Uh, The Old Testament often groups the poor... With uh, people like the needy, the broken hearted, the oppressed, the destitute, the vulnerable such as widows and orphans and foreigners. These, are, uh, these labels reveal the broad scope of the poor. In the Bible. Now, it's the same today. Poverty is such a broad term used in a variety of ways and situations. Uh, now, there is absolute poverty. Uh, that refers to those lacking the basic needs for survival, such as food, clean water, shelter, and access to health care. Uh, and the World Bank defines extreme poverty as living imagine this living on less than $1.90 per day. Hard to imagine. And yet around the world, a whopping 700 million people live like this today. It's more than 25 times the population of Australia. It's hard to get your mind around it. Then there's relative po- uh, poverty, and that's what we're more familiar with. H- how do uh, any of us measure up against those around us? How do we measure up against the living standards in our community or, or in our country? And it's hard for many people, particularly this time of year. Just two days ago, uh, Sydney Morning had a headline, we're richer than ever, but living beyond our means. In an economically driven society, it's easy to feel like, oh, how do I measure up? Especially after Christmas. But it depends which way you look. Now, did you know that in the last census, over a hundred thousand people were living uh, homeless here in Australia. Hundred thousand. There are also different kinds of poverty. For example, there's material poverty, not having enough you know, food, clothing, shelter. There's poor health due to malnutrition, lack of access to healthcare, injury, sickness, age. There's social poverty due to circumstances. Foreigners, widows and orphans are often mentioned in the Bible as particularly vulnerable in this way. Social poverty is also due to the isolation that can come with age, mental health, racial prejudice and various forms of discrimination. In many parts of the world, poverty is often linked to poor education. It's not hard to see how all these issues are so interrelated, aren't they? And without support... Intervention, poverty can continue for generations. Poverty is a multifaceted issue impacting every community of people on the planet. So let's explore some of the insightful wisdom from Proverbs and firstly, some more bad news. Poverty often results in powerlessness. Powerlessness. Proverbs tells us the wealth of the rich is their fortified city, but poverty is the ruin of the poor. And again, a person's riches may ransom their life, but the poor cannot respond to threatening rebukes. Poverty also makes a person vulnerable to all kinds of injustice. An unplowed field produces food for the poor. And that was something that God had instituted back uh, when uh, his people were coming to the promised land. But look what happens to it. Injustice sweeps it away. And again, a ruler who oppresses the poor is like a driving rain that leaves no crops. That's why in Proverbs 22, the Lord commands us, Do not exploit the poor because they are poor. Do not crush the needy in court. This happens too often. Poverty also impacts relationships, friends and relatives. Listen to these observations again from Proverbs. The poor are shunned even by their neighbours, but the rich have many friends. And again, the poor are shunned by all their relatives. How much more do their friends avoid them? Though the poor pursue them with pleading, they are nowhere to be found. What a devastating critique. We're so easily uh, judged by appearances and make moral assessments based on a person's wealth and well-being. The world may equate wealth and personal value with good character. But as God's people, we need to remember that rich and poor have this in common. The Lord is the maker of them all. Everyone is precious and equal. In God's sight, and wealth is no measure of character anyway. Better the poor whose walk is blameless than the rich whose ways are perverse. Well, there are all kinds of reasons for poverty as well. Where we really don't have the the time to look into this part in detail. Um, only some are the result of sin and personal life choices, though. Some are born into poverty, and uh, all kinds of other reasons, but. Uh, Can I just say this, that uh, Proverbs does frequently point to personal laziness as a pathway to poverty. Perhaps this is the most uh, well-known passage in Proverbs in this regard. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a thief and scarcity like a bandit. Now, can I say, if that is you, repent and work responsibly for God's glory and for your own well-being. Then you'll actually have something to share with those around you who are genuinely poor, which is the focus of today. Now, it's no surprise that throughout the Bible, God commands and God commends deep concern for the needs of the poor. Deuteronomy, we heard a moment ago, if anyone is poor among your fellow Israelites in any of the towns of the land the Lord your God is giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted toward them. Rather, be open-handed and freely lend to them whatever they need. We honour God when our compassion expresses itself through thoughtful action towards those in need. Proverbs 14 says, whoever oppresses the poor shows contempt for their maker. Whoever is kind to the needy honors God. In fact, God even rewards us when we care for the poor. Uh, Today's kids sheet has this verse on it. Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord and he will reward them for what they have done. This may have been the verse Jesus had in mind when he told the parable of the sheep and the goats. Remember, Jesus said, the punchline at the end, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me, Jesus said. And the result was a warm welcome into the kingdom of God. Come, you who are blessed by my father, Jesus said. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. What a powerful incentive for caring for the poor and needy. Of course, we don't do it, we don't give, we don't care for the poor just to receive. But Proverbs does pick up the paradoxical nature between giving and gaining. Listen to this one. One person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. Proverbs also reveals that caring for the poor ultimately is the outworking of godly character. The righteous care about justice for the poor, but the wicked have no such concern. And again, the generous Will themselves be blessed for they share their food with the poor. And at the end of Proverbs, uh, wisdom is per- personified as this wife of beautiful character. And here's one of her characteristics she opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. Proverbs, uh, and that's some of the verses, not all of them, but Proverbs provides us so many good reasons to care for the poor. But it also gives us a very stern warning in this verse. Whoever shuts their ears to the cry of the poor will also cry out and not be answered. That's scary, isn't it? Friends, we need to pray and ask God to to change our hearts and move us in compassion towards the poor. poor. It's such a real issue. It's easy to feel overwhelmed by the sheer magnitude of the needs around us. What can I do on my own? Even as a whole church family, what can we do? It feels like we're barely scratching the surface of such deep and entrenched issues. Friends, if you feel like that, remember God. With His help we can make a wonderful difference. So let's spend the remainder of our time considering what we can do to help the poor. As we do, I'm uh, reminded of Martin Luther King Jr.'s comment about the parable of the Good Samaritan. You know, the bloke's bashed up on the side of the road and a priest and Levite just turn the other way, walk on by, and then a Samaritan comes along and helps him out. Reflecting on that, um, King said this, the first question which the priest and the Levite asked was, if I stop and help this man, what will happen to me? But the good Samaritan reversed the question. If I do not stop and help this man, what will happen to him? So friends, what can we do? And I, uh, just a heads up, I'm just going to give you a scattergun of ideas. So if you want to jot down anything that grabs your attention or watch it back later, um, here we go. Number one, pray. We can all pray. Ask the God who supplies our daily bread to provide for the needs of others and pray for them that they may look to him for such provision and pray that God will show us if we can be part of the answer to either of those prayers. Pray for our own hearts. I said this a moment ago, that God will replace our heart of stone with hearts full of compassion. Pray for the success of individual people and ministries whose goal is to care for the poor. We can pray. Secondly, we can give. Give generously to our church. Our budget includes giving to the poor through Anglican Aid. We've recently included Adjumani in our mission giving, which provides education and care for South Sudanese refugees. We've also included Mel Higgins uh, as she serves with MAF in Arnhem Land, uh, doing gospel ministry integrated with care for the poor and needy. On top of our normal budget, many people give generous, gave generously to Toys and Tucker, which brightened the Christmas of over 300 kids a few days ago. Can you just imagine, I don't know if you had a look at that, that room out the back, just piled high with gifts. All of those gifts are in the hands of some kid in our local community now. That just, that just makes me swell with hopefully appropriate pride as being a part of this church. It's fantastic. Give to reputable Christian non-profit organizations that integrate gospel ministry and poverty alleviation. Financial donations can be used for food, shelter, health care, educational resources. And the context of Christian mission organizations, that's Bible resources, so they can not just help people's physical needs, but introduce them to Jesus so they can have hope for this life and the life to come. That's exciting. Consider how we spend our money more generally. Choose products and support businesses that engage in fair trade practices so that producers in developing countries receive fair wages and work in safe conditions, helping to break the cycle of poverty. Use our money wisely. But we can also, thirdly, get involved. Start locally. Get to know your neighbours. Who is alone? Who would benefit from a visit? Who struggles financially or with health or the limitations of ageing could benefit from a meal? Why not join our own meals ministry and cook a meal for someone in need when you're able? Make clothing or booties for babies, mothers of low incomes. Um, I was chatting to someone recently who's made hundreds of booties over the years. Join the team of volunteers that serve in our mobile community pantry each fortnight. Get trained to serve in ESL. What a great ministry. Using Bible stories to teach English to newcomers to Australia who are poor in the language. Join a men's shed or a community garden project. Volunteer in an organisation that that serves the needs of the poor. Because here's, here's the opportunity. Being actively involved means you don't just get to meet physical needs, but you actually get to meet people. And in that context, you have the opportunity to share the hope that Jesus brings to your life. Contact local nursing homes. We've got one right next door, Eleonora. Find out who hasn't had a visit for a long time. Why not even make it a regular routine, monthly, even weekly? Or become a trained chaplain in aged care facilities, or in hospital, and we run training for that. Advocate for policies and initiatives that address the root causes of poverty, such as access to education, health care, and fair employment practices. Write letters to the government about these issues. It pops up in Proverbs, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. For the rights of all who are destitute, speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. Support or participate in initiatives that provide housing assistance to those experiencing homelessness or inadequate living conditions. A friend of mine has two houses. The second one he's just rented to a low-income family at an affordable rate, which... Fine print, next to nothing. Way under what he could be getting commercially. Lives in Port Macquarie, right? This time of year, holiday rental. He'd be doing pretty well. Got a single mum in with three kids instead. Be prepared to respond to immediate needs during times of crisis, such as natural disasters, economic uh, downturn. Donate to relief efforts. Volunteer your time. Offer assistance to those affected by providing food, clothing, temporary shelter. The list of opportunities is endless, isn't it? To care for the poor. Friends, none of us can do all of these things. And yet what a travesty if all of us did none of these things. Praise God, many in our church family are already actively involved in caring for the poor in all kinds of ways. My encouragement is look again at all these ideas, perhaps on the live stream later on on Facebook, and prayerfully choose one thing. Choose one thing you can do, especially as we consider our plans for 2024. Pick it. Plan it, put it in your diary. Our capacity to give, it changes over time. Young people generally have more time and physical capacity, but a lot less money. I remember those days. As we grow older, that equation tends to swing the other way. Until retirement, I think retirement is a particularly useful time in serving the Lord. And I've seen friends who are a little bit ahead of me using uh, the earlier years of their retirement especially to do amazing things in that period of, of health and, uh, and relative financial uh, well-being. Great opportunity. So make 2024 an adventure of faith in Jesus. And remember his words, it is more blessed to give Than to receive. May God bless us as we seek to honour him in this area, and may caring for the poor in our church family, in our own families, in the wider community be an integral part of our gospel witness here in Shell Harbour. Amen.